Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the main general, Abdul Khan, made the decision to press in, to charge in, to make a last-ditch attempt to capture or kill Guru Hargobind. The entirety of his force now was pressing in against Guru Hargobind, and that's how the last chapter ended. Chapter 41 now begins describing how the battle drums were being beat fiercely. The warriors were locked in an intense battle, chopping, slicing each other up quickly. but they were not stepping back arrows bullets were flying like it was holy shooting off color at each other with these color guns pichgaris the spears were being let off at each other like people were throwing fistfuls of color at each other the bullets were ripping destroying limbs coloring them greatly red like kites the shields were being picked up they looked like drums people were picking up to beat they were shouting out kill kill as if singing a song while pressing forward charging at each other striking down with kurpans swords the limbs were falling bodies were being stacked the enemy soldiers were doing their best now to show their might to their general abdul khan no one was going back everybody stood firm facing each other on the other side the six were running into battle enthusiastically a terrifying battle erupted weapons were making noise going through the air some were swinging swords some were taking these strikes on shields some had their weapons fall from their hands but these beautiful warriors they continued to fight and die in battle bidichan was enraged who knew the tactics of war he protected himself while decimating many enemies letting off these sharp arrows like snakes which would just hit the enemy take them out they would fall to the floor some would have their face ripped off others would fall straight to the ground where the injured warriors would fall their blood would flow greatly some seeing this would be freaked out and would shake others would get greatly enraged they would get angry holding a sword in their hand quickly swinging and striking with the strength of their arms it was chaos a meat grinder everybody was getting chopped up the warriors fell into a long sleep others had their leg cut off but they still would try to stand up in battle and fight some had their sides cut and split open so their intestines would fall out others had their chests impaled experiencing great pain they laid still on the battlefield Some others had their hands chopped off while still yelling at the enemies. The double-edged kanda sword, which was so sharp and glistening, so efficient in chopping people up, which had Damascus wood blades. If they had just hit the neck of an enemy, the head would just drop immediately. The body would be headless and would fall. Some warriors had their face split in half, and warriors were just spread out on the ground in great groups. The great arrogant warriors had their arms cut off with a srohi, halabbi. Jinabi swords these are areas as mentioned before on the podcast Halabbi is a area right near Damascus in modern day Jordan Jinabi these are Damascus swords from Armenia as well Srohi is from another city the large strong six were enraged in great war they were ferocious warriors they with great resolve and strength bared the charge by the Malish the barbarian army a great battle emerged the ground was soaked in blood becoming muddy One Sikh would take on 10 Turks at a time. Some would obtain shahidi martyrdom, others would live on through the strength of the Guru. Guru Hargobind now became enraged looking at the enemy. All the Malish had now come in this attack. The Guru's eyes went red. He grabbed his bows, pulling them out of his quiver. Their arrowheads were glistening. Even the shaft of the arrow was so wide and thick, and on the back end it had feathers attached to it to guide it to its target. In looking at the group of soldiers, he let these arrows off in that direction. The arrow just went straight into the enemies like a snake going down a snake hole. The enemies fell. The arrow would continue and hit a 
another person, a third, a fourth, two would all lose their life. When the arrow would hit the fifth, it would just be stuck right in him straight. Then Guru Hargobind would grab his second arrow. In great anger, he would let it off again in the same manner, just decimating the enemy forces. And in this way, Guru Hargobind would let off countless arrows. Many arrogant Khans would fall, giving their life when the arrows hit them. Countless were dropped in this way. As Guru Hargobind pulled out arrows out of his quiver, sending them off from his bow, one, two, three enemies would get hit at a time by just one arrow. They would lose their life. In great speed, these arrows traveling pierced right through the enemies. Guru Hargobind was moving around on his horse, shooting off his bow, also shooting off his rifle, demolishing the bodies of these warriors. From all the injuries, the warriors were drenched in red blood. What a beautiful appearance they had. A wonderfully terrifying battle was taking place. How far we can go to describe this chaos, it was terrifying. First, the warriors died from bullets, and at that point the Toruks lost their morale. From the bullets, they were just being dropped. The warriors were shouting out, kill, kill in the battlefield. They spread out like they were sleeping. Then arrows were shot out in great numbers, which also had the Toruks give their life. Then the spears and the javelins were used as they closed distance. With this, many Toruks also died. When the warriors got even closer, many enemies were cut down by swords in just an instant. The battlefield had spread out over a great distance, where the Jogunis were drinking blood, filling their skull cups over and over again. They were satisfying themselves and then burping. There were jackals, vultures there as well, crows, all eating meat to their heart's content. The Garnans were there, Shiva's attendees. They were roaming around with other large white vultures were there as well. They were all shrieking in great numbers. Many ghosts and spirits were there just dancing and laughing like they loved to see the chaos, the carnage of it all. They were drinking blood, eating the meat. Bodies were headless laying there in the battlefield. Some warriors were cut up into many pieces. So many guns, bows, spears, swords, all of great worth, just excellent weapons were laid out on the battlefield as well. The warriors who used them, they were dead. Only a tenacious few warriors were left. Even the horses were sprawled out dead there in great numbers. Some were just injured, some were shaking in great pain. These horses which had saddles and fabric under the saddle, which was embroidered with gold and silver. Some of these horses were just roaming around running without any rider on top. Countless warriors were injured, others were suffering slowly until they breathed their last. No one was helping the injured at this point. So many people had died, only a few remained living to fight. Such an attack happened that so many died there. The Turks just couldn't understand what happened here. The ones who remained, they had lost their hope in living. These cowards then began to run away in great fear. Abdul Khan saw this and he was in shock. He was thinking, how has my force been reduced to such numbers? Both hope for the victory and to live on now had departed from Abdul Khan. Seeing his troops being destroyed, he thought, now I will die facing head on with the enemy. Now I will die while looking at the Guru. Now I won't stand far. Now I'll get to see him and his great skill in striking with weapons. I will go engage with him head on. Without me doing this, I have no other option. I'll go and die from the hand of the Guru. Or I'll go kill him and bring an end to this all. This is what Abdul Khan was thinking in a sad state to die. This guy then pressed forward. He took his two Khatris, Karamchand, Chandu's kid, and Ratanchand, Kiru's kid, with him. He placed them on either side of him and then went ahead against the Guru with some courage. They had positioned the remaining troops 
where Billy Chan and the other six were fighting in battle, and then headed solo to where Guru Hargobind was standing. They had a strong desire to go see the Guru, to either kill him or to be killed, to show the Guru their strength, and to see the Guru's strength, to either end the battle by killing the Guru, or to meet their own end from the Guru. In this way they reached where Guru Hargobind was positioned, these three, Abdul Khan, Ratan Chan, Karam Chan, were looking at each other in great grief upon now seeing Guru Hargobind. And that's where chapter 41 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to see how that duel takes place between Abdul Khan, Ratan Chan, and Karam Chan against Guru Hargobind. So stay tuned for that. That's where we'll pick up next time. Thanks to everybody who's been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Shut up, Shut up. Shut up.